Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Dave Mueller Show. Softy. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Open up, I got the stuff with me. Who? Dave, man, open up. Dave? Yeah, Dave, come on, man, open up, I think the cops Dave's are not here. No, man, I'm... Dave Softy Mauler. All right, ah, whatever. Hugh Millen's going to hang around because he owes me. You've been ducking me all year mm. long, man. Remember the days we used to do football Friday together? Yeah, yeah. Three hours on Fridays. And then you went and had freaking kids. Couldn't control <laughs> yeah. yourself. And you popped out a couple of kids. And then you dogged me boys, on Fridays. And then I got to do uh, high school God. football, yeah. Shows your sons over me. Just pathetic. Well, anyway, uh, we got a lot to get to on the radio show. Walter Jones coming up. Dick Baird had to take off and uh, go find a sports educator at <laughs> the kicking game. <laughs> You know what? We bust his balls way too much, but God, we love him. He's the most, he is the most optimistic SOB I've ever met in my life. He says we're Seriously. beating Alabama. Hey, yeah, I'm not going to dispute it. No, he says we're, be- we're going to win the whole damn thing. All of it. And you know what? If they beat Alabama, who's to say they can't? Yeah. What? First of all, if they do beat Alabama, yeah. they're going to win it's the whole thing. It's incredible how different the three of us are. Yeah. And we share, <laughs> we share the love of the Huskies. Oh, Huskies are number one team on, yeah. on planet Earth. Yeah, for yeah. you, yeah, yeah, for me, for yeah. Coach Barrett, correct? Yeah. How would you describe the differences between the oh, three God. of us? Oh God, it's yeah. We, in, we, in we certainly don't want to take no. Less. We don't want to take that on no. the air. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, Dick is always optimistic. I'm always a wreck, and you're always a wreck. So I guess two of us are the same. I don't know, man. But it's been damn fun. Oh, no, I'm the geek. This year has start been with fun that. as hell, man. And I tell you what, after and I mentioned this on the post game show Friday. Which, by the way, if you haven't heard the post game show, go check it out on the podcast page at SportsRadioKJR.com. How fun was that? On Friday, it was night. out of hand. It was not. It's not your typical radio. We were, God. We were kidding. Uh, I don't know. I felt like it was a mosh pit in front of our yeah. our our uh, little setup there. But uh, you know, hey, the uh, the Jameson was flowing. We can, I brought we can say that. the equipment back today to give to Terry because I was yeah. at the Emerald Queen oh, yesterday. How that he smell? Opens, he says, "Why does this equipment smell like beer?" <laughs> like, well, because people were spilling beer on it the entire. Take night. another sniff. That's yeah. not all it smells like. <laughs> One o'clock. The bar owner comes over. David, I, I, I think he's from, like, Armenia. I have no idea where he's from. You guys have to go. At 1 o'clock in the morning, he kicks us out and says, they're closing down, we got to go. We could have been there all night yeah. long taking calls, but, man, that felt good, didn't it, bro? Uh, well. And yes, I just called you bro. Yeah, we did. Well, there's, we're, all, we're all brothers. We're, at this point, we're all Husky family, right? Uh, I, I, you know, you, you mentioned it on Friday night, the concern uh, that I had had. You, you know, it, yep. because the NFL is structured differently than college football. The NFL is – structured to prevent dynasties correct the college football landscape is is structured to perpetuate dynasties and that's the scary as hell thought you know you know you take the haves who have traditionally been the haves you know and and the image for me has constantly been that dan Aykroyd movie what trading places where Mm -hmm. where he's out He's looking at the party. It's raining. He's sitting, and everybody's having a good time. He's wearing a Santa suit. Yeah. And, and he pulls and, the and fish out from the Santa suit. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's looking in, and there's this great party. And, and 
I've felt like that for the last several years. Like, and 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 Oregon gets invited to the party. What the hell are they doing inside? Right. Warm. They need to be out in the freaking rain with us. Or, right. Or, right. And we need to be in there. You know. And and because of the nature of college football, I can get away from you, and then you can't you can't recruit, and all of a sudden, just you know, it it it, it just it makes it really difficult. Right. And uh, so I was I I had that concern. I was really concerned, and for now, Chris Peterson to. By all measures. Is that concern gone? Is that concern gone now for yes. you? It's over. Yeah. Eliminated. Oh, eliminated. Absolutely eliminated. Yeah. yeah. Nightmare's over. Yeah. Absolutely. Because there was a question when this guy was hired, could he win at this level? Could he recruit at this level? And those questions have both been answered. Yes. He can do both those things, and he will do both those yeah, things. Yeah, because you, you you get the job. Take like Nick Saban, okay? Let's let's take the gold standard right now. He, he gets the job from Miami. If you look back at what – Alabama was doing. Of course, they never got wretched, mm-hmm. but they they had fallen off in that conference, and and so you got to push a locomotive up a hill. You got to do the really heavy lifting, and most coaches can't do it. Most coaches don't have the skill, right? Uh, the good fortune and what have you, and so you're pushing that boulder that or whatever up the hill. But then once it crests, now you have momentum and it's just coasting. Mm-hmm. You know, you just let the thing roll, mm-hmm. and you're getting the recruits. That, uh, you, you know, you just, you just, as, as a Kaika Malloy said, of, of course it matters. We're in the final four. You know, yeah. you're getting attention from, from a breed of player that you would rarely get attention from. And now everybody's listening to what you have. Well, so I think, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I just think about like the 13, 14 year old kids out there who are living through this right now and are going to be high school football stars and then all of a sudden grow up as Husky fans. I remember I talked to Josh Garnett yeah. when he went to Stanford, and we all thought, okay, his dad went to UW, he's going to Washington, whatever. He went to Stanford, says it was for the education, yada, yada, yada. Nobody would ever blame a guy for going to Stanford, but I remember I, I had him on the air, and I actually asked him, I said, okay, come on, dude. If, if Washington was good when you were a kid, would things have been different for you in, in regards to UW? And he basically said, yes, they would have been. And I'd love to go back and find that. It's podcasted somewhere. But all the kids that grew up when the Huskies stunk that thought about Oregon first or maybe UCLA or USC or wherever, now they're going to think about Washington. And that's what gets me jacked up is that all of a sudden now you, you saw kids, it was kids at the bar for crying out loud. They shouldn't even sure. have been there on Friday night. And they're all geeked up yeah. and they're high-fiving their moms and dads. And that's what gets me well, really fired up for the next decade. Hey, my 14-year-old so. has been a loyal Husky fan. And uh, when, when Washington was first pronounced, fourth when that first right. poll came out right uh he just said i've been waiting my whole life for this i love it you know I love it. and uh, what about the 16 year old 16 year old they're they're wired a little different we don't want to talk oh, about you the don't air. want to I call mean, him look, out on the no, air no no no. Right. He's, no no he's 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 a husky absolutely a husky he hasn't he hasn't been you know just living and dying with it the way my younger one has but but yeah. he's always been a husky fan. Well, I mean just for you and maybe it's different for you guys cuz you played there and Dick coached there and I'm just a fan like anybody but this was pretty freaking special dude on on Friday night. I mean, I I don't know what had happened to me the last couple of weeks but people like Petros would say enjoy it, just soak it in and and I could I had a hard time doing that. I had a hard time enjoying the last couple of weeks, which is really sad and pathetic because you would think after waiting this long that I would have been soaking up every minute. I was on edge, man. I was paranoid. I was anxious about all these games and to finally see it happen. And then when they went up 34 to 10 after that last field goal, 
I finally kind of looked over at you. I looked out in the crowd, and I thought to myself, this is it. it. This is what we've been waiting for for 16 years. And then going down there on the field, seeing the fans pushing their way to the front of of uh, of the stands to get a peek at the Huskies and maybe even run out on the field if they could get out there. That was an awesome moment, dude, on Friday night. And it was just, it was everything I thought it was going to be. And it feels like the first time because it's been so long. Well, Washington has that tradition. And, and uh, I know my, our, our friend Dave Terrell, he's got it. But, but, but they're one of only two schools that had won a, a championship in every decade. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. going back to the 20s, 30s and, and uh, uh, um, and a Rose Bowl and what have you. There's right. there's some pretty impressive statistics. You know, even how Washington ranks against Ohio State in terms of of Rose Bowl appearances and what have you. So there there is a tradition, but for young people, that I don't think that matters. Like, no. What have you done for me? Lately? No, it doesn't. I mean, what, I mean, for a for a 14 year old kid, what does Marcus Tuiasosopo mean to that kid? What does Steve Entman mean to that kid? What does Warren Moon or even Don James mean to that kid? I mean, it sounds almost sacrilegious, but if you were 14 and all you've known is misery your entire life at Washington, you wouldn't know much about those guys. I mean, nor would you really care. Yeah. I mean, you've been you've had Oregon football shoved down your throat. You've had all this other national stuff shoved down your throat. So the fact that your son, and maybe it's different for Clay because his father is a Husky football quarterback, but for the average 12, 13-year-old no. kid, none of that. They happened. hadn't seen it. And, and I thought – well, when I was playing in 84, 85, I met a lot of the guys from the 60s, you know, the Don Makitas and the mm. Bob Schlorettes and what have you. Yeah. And they were around the program. Were you on all those guys back then? Well, I, I was aware of them being a Seattleite and, and aware. I, awe, I, w- I don't know about awe. Yeah. Because um, you kind of compared it. You said you talking to Jake Browning now or Jake talking to you would be like you talking to who when you played it was football. Like, yeah, it was like <laughs> – uh, Don Heinrich. You right. know what I mean, it's just like thirty right. years before. Crazy. It's like, like ancient. You might be, might be, we'll be talking to somebody from you know the wooden teeth era or something. I mean, it just, <laughs> it's a long time ago. So uh, <laughs> you know, that's why I said you know maybe I I did too much exploring on that that uh, that database I had and watching how dominant Minnesota had right. been and how right. how dominant Mississippi had been and and these were programs that for every bit as long if you want to say washington was dominant well take that generation lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Washington was dumb. There was a 30-year period. Washington was number one in the conference in wins from mm-hmm. 03 to, to uh, or, uh, excuse me, 90. I'm going to try it one more time. 73 to 03. Now, right. you say, well, wait a minute. 73, we weren't very good. Well, if you manipulate the numbers, Don James was so overwhelmingly decisive that it, it it could kind of spread out and ripple you know his 18 years yeah it, you could you could catch years on either side to create it a 30 year does that make sense mm-hmm, of course and and so um you take that generation minnesota and and mississippi had all of that did you do and, your homework by just, the way that i your assignment that i gave you on the flight home you were half asleep that? so you probably didn't even hear it so i'm i'm curious to know speaking of your di- what 
You were well, half, I'm just some, you know. You were half yeah. asleep. I mean, you were literally sleeping on the yeah. flight home. Yeah. So I, I tried to wake you yeah. up, but I poked you in the back of the yeah. head. I thought I was going to get smacked. Yeah. But I'm, I'm curious to know. Look up the geek machine yeah. and tell me, Washington eight years ago did not win a football game. They've oh, gone from yeah. 0-12 yeah, no, yeah. to 12-1 and yeah. in eight Ask years. Ask me these questions off Well, you yeah. said it yesterday. The only other Power 5 school in the last decade or so to go winless was Duke. Is that right? Oh. Uh, Something like that. That may have been somebody else who yeah, said I don't remember I thought it was you. Actually, but but how, sure. many, how many teams lose every game and then eight years later win 12? I don't oh, know. No, how, no, I mean, no. I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head that has not happened a lot. So the turnaround has been fairly quick. And for me, that, that speaks more to how ridiculous 2008 really was. That that never should have happened at Washington. I mean, come on. It's ludicrous to think that a program like Washington's in this market with the alumni base they've got, the money they've got, the tradition they've got, that you really got to chicken things up bad <laughs> to go 0-12 at UW. Well, and they chickened them up bad in 2012. Well, Willingham was a bad hire, period, end of story. The guy um, was a lazy recruiter, and, and I'm just imagining him flying from Chicago with his wife, and it's like, well, I guess this was happened. Uh, when you lose the job in Notre Dame, you got to go coach Washington. Right now, whether he he thought those or or vocalized those thoughts, he coached as if he had those thoughts. Yeah, he just he, he just didn't put in the requisite work. You know, the guys that are dying to win and 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 dying to win and putting that type of work ethic is not a sufficient cause. A sufficient cause is something that if this happens, then the result will happen. But it is a necessary cause. Right, a necessary cause is it won't happen if it doesn't. Does that make sense? What? I mean, uh, the what? difference between a sufficient cause and a necessary cause. Yeah, yeah. A sufficient cause that if this happens, then the following will happen. A necessary cause is it, it, the the result will not happen unless this happens, but it's not yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, Meaning, yeah, yeah. Let me let me start again. You better put the work in, is what you're talking about. You have to be willing to put in the eighty ninety hour works and, and 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 pour over the phones and and go after these recruits and what have you. Just doing that isn't going to guarantee that you're going to have the success. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do it, you're you're guaranteed you won't. And so Washington hired a guy that there was a guarantee that there was not going to be success because he wasn't willing to work hard enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you got the opposite with this cat in Chris Peterson. Well, and, and again, just because he's willing to work hard yeah. doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a season like you did. You have to be competent. You have to get some breaks. You have to co- you know, do, do dozens of other very vital aspects of coaching. Yep. But, yep. you know, we hired a guy that wasn't willing to give you just the bare minimum components of coaching that would be necessary mm-hmm. again not mm-hmm. sufficient but necessary to be successful well i tell you what I, I i never would have wanted to go through that in 08 and i know you wouldn't have wanted to either but it does make this a little sweeter because of what we went through eight years ago hey walter jones is going to join us next um and i want to get a quick thought from you on what's happening with the seahawks great fall so far man the hawks and huskies have played 25 games they've won 20 of them we haven't had a season like this in forever. I mean, maybe this is the best combined football season of all time between the Hawks and well, the Hawks. 84, the Seahawks 84 went, was pretty went good. 12-4. and 12-4 and, four and, and went, to, went to so. the conference championship the year before, all that stuff. But um, Earl Thomas out for the game on, on Sunday, out for the rest of the year with a broken leg. You know, look, I mean, obviously you talk about the single high approach by the Seahawks defense, how they can afford to bring Cam Chancellor down in the box to help stop the run. And I wonder if they can keep doing that with Earl Thomas out. Can Steven Terrell 
play that single high safety and let Cam be Cam? Or at some point, are they going to say, you know what, we got to change our defense because uh, two nines? No, they're not changing their defense. Yeah. They're going to they're going to stay a single high. Now, when when we say that, they will get into passing situations and they'll play some two high from time to time. Play right. a two safety defense. Heck, the touchdown again. That, yeah, the touchdown yeah. again was against a two high right. defense. Wash, uh, Washington Seahawks don't play that as well because they don't play it as frequently and they don't practice it as frequently. So all of the the nuances and the detail of being exactly where you need to be, they don't execute that as well because it's not their their base right. defense. But right. no, no. Stephen Terrell is going to play single safety and you know, you know, you say, Well what what are some of the things that could happen? Well you could hit seam routes, you could throw post routes, you could high low them and throw an intermediate dig in front of them or a post route in behind them, or can he get somewhat sideline to sideline on deep passes mm-hmm. like Earl mm-hmm. can. Um, no, he's fast. Right. And they're going to have to really coach him up, but to expect him to play at Earl's level, no, that'd be detracting from Earl. I want to read a headline to you and just get a agree or disagree before you take off because I think this is what the fans really want to know. Sportingnews.com yesterday. Seahawks say goodbye to Earl Thomas and best chance at Super Bowl. Agree or disagree What is best with chance? You uh, have to – Best uh, chance in the NFC? Best chance for them? Best chance to Relative win, to what? To best win a relative championship. To it was a fun for a while. It was fun for a while to peer into the future and see the upstart Cowboys facing the Seahawks with a Super Bowl berth on the line. Everything was heading in that direction as late as the first quarter of Sunday night's game in, in Seattle until Earl Thomas got hurt, says the Sporting News. Yeah, well. Basically that, saying that, that, they're, that they can't that, win that, it without him. Yeah, and, and the Sporting News, they – they stay uh, employed and they keep food on the table based on what? <laughs> mouse clicks, right? Based they on get, us talking about yeah, it. So, so they got your mouse click. I'm right? asking you if they can still do what they want to yes. do without Earl Thomas. Yes. They can. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're significantly less capable on defense with Earl, but they're good enough in all phases of their football team that, yeah, I, I think that what, whatever their chance of going to Dallas and winning the NFC championship game – I, yeah, it it takes a hit, but it's not a monumental hit. Gotcha. It, you know, Give us the numbers then. So you, you you like to go off numbers, that sort of thing. So uh, if their yeah. chance of winning, if they were at a, a a ten, if ten is what you're going off of, is their their chance oh. to win the Super Bowl? Then what is it now? If ten is the baseline, mm-hmm. nine. Sure. Wow. Okay. So you're losing ten percent. Gotcha. Yeah, which could be damn significant come playoff time. Well, that's I mean, one guy out of fifty-three. Right. That's a lot. Well, but here's the sure. thing. So they they got Green Bay, uh, Arizona, the Rams, and the Niners next in the next four games. Then when the playoffs start, if the playoffs began today, they would have a bye. Okay. Lions is the three seed. Falcons is the four. Giants is the five, and the Buccaneers is the six. So is the two seed. They would play either the three, the yeah. four, or the five seed, which means Eli Manning, Matt Ryan, yeah. or Matt Stafford going straight after Stephen Terrell in the opening round for the Seahawks. Let me give you a thought. Yeah, you go back to Kenny Hamlin, and he had the incident, and and you know he wanted to, you know, tangle with the stop sign. Yeah, right. right. In two thousand, Marquand Manuel mm-hmm. was his backup. Marquand Manuel played fine, and then got the drop off. It was from it wasn't from one to two. Mm-hmm. It was from two to three. The Correct. drop off from Manuel to Etrick Pruitt mm-hmm. that killed him. You could go back and play the Super Bowl a hundred times, and 
Etrick Pruitt's three mistakes. You had Ben Roethlisberger on a third and 15 in the first half, scrambling around, scrambling around, heaving it up, and, and, and a, a Pittsburgh receiver catches it down to three. That led to a touchdown. That was a, that was a seven-point mistake. You take the uh, um, the first play of the third quarter, or one of the first plays of the third quarter, where what's-his-name went 75-yard Super Bowl record. Mm-hmm. Etrick Pruitt, terrible angle. That's another that, – that's 14 points in a Super Bowl. And then you take the double-reverse pass – by uh, Randall L. Randall L. Yep, yep. And the primary guy that made the mistake was Pruitt. Now I wouldn't ascribe seven points to that because there was oh. some other, but but one guy probably caught you, cost you in the neighborhood sixteen seventeen points because because again that last play you'd, you'd um, share some of the other blame. One guy sixteen points mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl. So your third string guy. So let's not get to our third string guy. How's that sound? So. So my point in saying this, you could play the Cowboys a hundred times, and the difference between Earl Thomas and Stephen Terrell in in many of those games there wouldn't be any difference. Mm-hmm. Seattle's playing essentially the same. Mm-hmm. There's no plays that Earl could have made that he didn't make. Yep. But there are sometimes out of those a hundred that if you play the Cowboys, you'd say, "Hang on, that was the difference right there." Not having Earl and how Terrell played it that cost. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seven or three or ten points in a five-point loss, and then you could say it absolutely had effect. Yeah. But until you watch the game play out, you can't. You'd have to study it and say whether or not that was a significant loss. Well, we'll we'll, yeah. uh, we'll find out starting on Sunday. So Hugh told me that it's been a while since you sat in traffic and would love to experience what all of us get to experience when we're off the air at six thirty. <laughs> so have fun. All right. Thanks for doing this. We'll Appreciate entertain it. you on the drive home. Yeah, we will. Okay, guys. We'll fill you up with knowledge. Maybe you'll learn something. If you First time for everything. In. All right. Hey, <laughs> Walter Jones will join us next on 950 KJR. To my fellow Hall of Famers, I am so honored to wear this gold jacket. I wear it with pride, and I promise to respect all it represents as long as I live. It's time to talk to Seahawk great and NFL Hall of Famer Walter Jones. Brought to you by the Dead Left Shrimp Foundation. Committed to supporting organizations that provide hope, care, and assistance to children and families of the Northwest. And Michael's Toyota of Bellevue, where the service department is open seven days a week. Michael's Toyota, where it's all about you. Now with Walter Jones, here's Dave Softy Muller. All right, we will get to your text next segment, so get them in right now to 49451. Whatever's on your mind, fair game, baby. Get him in right now. We take jokes, recipes, dating advice, political takes. We love those. Those are always great for Sports Talk Radio. Stick to sports. So get him in right now to 49451. But right now on the Zeke's Pizza Hotline, as he is every Tuesday at this time, our friend uh, from the NFL's Pro Football Hall of Fame and the 05 Seahawk NFC Champions, baby, the great Walter Jones. How are you, pal? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Can you explain to me how this offense goes out and drops 40 on Carolina on Sunday night after scoring three points on their own the week before versus Tampa Bay? Explain that to me. I think it's, it's, it's one of those situations where it's good to be at home. You know, anytime that you have a, a game like that, you, you're able to come back in front of your crowd and, 
be able to go out there and, and play some good football. So that's what they did Sunday was able to go out and play some good offensive football. Yeah, they were. But the biggest difference to me was the play of the offensive line. Now, you're telling me that Justin Britt makes that big of a difference, or did they just simply put play better from what you saw? I think they just played better. You know, I think they wanted to put a good product on the field this week. And, you know, going into this, this scratch run, you know, you got to play your best football. And I think with everybody out there on the offense, I think they know that now is the time to start putting – some good football out there on the football field to, to get ready to do this scratch run. So yeah. I think it was always a committed group to go out there yesterday and, and put some good football out there. Walter, uh, a lot of people made this comment, and you saw the game like the rest of us on Sunday, that Carolina just didn't look like they were given much resistance out there. And maybe that's taken away from the Seahawks effort, but, but I saw a football team that was just looking forward to getting back on the plane and getting home. And I wonder if you sensed that from Carolina at all Sunday. Uh, counter. I think it was, you know, the, the way the game started out, you know, with Cam, with Cam not starting, I kind of, and, and, and they throwing a pick on the first possession kind of set the tone for the game. And I think with the Seahawks, all we want to do is get wins. I think in this league is all about getting the win. So I think in the, the tone was set early in the game and, and, and the Seahawks jumped on that and kind of left them standing there when they started the game. Yeah. What did you see in the running game uh, that was different from what we've seen in the previous maybe month or so with Thomas Rawls and, 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 uh, and the offensive line? I think Thomas just made a, a statement, you know, the, the, the cuts that he was making. You know, I think the offensive line was doing their job, but the, some of the plays that he was making, I think for this offensive line to, to, to be effective, they need uh, a leader in the backfield. And, and he made some plays in that game that kind of set the tone and, and yeah. that's the way he was going to play the game. So it made the, t- the offensive line very comfortable and, and, and confident that they can go out there and, and open holes up for this guy. You don't need that much room yeah. for him to make a play here and there. And, and, to, and sometimes you got to make guys miss on your own. And he did a great job of, of making guys miss and, and, and taking on the contact and still making plays. Did you, did you see Marshawn Lynch, by the way, make an appearance down there? I saw it, man. I saw it. It kind of got the crowd going because the game was kind of like, you know, and I think you say they had the game in hand and for him to come out there and kind of get the crowd back into the yeah. game, it was, pre- it was pretty awesome. Well, uh, the reason why I bring that up is because I think a lot of teams would, would be like, man, what's this guy doing here? Maybe Thomas Rawls would say that. They're not saying that. They all love the guy. Rawls was tickled. He was there. He says they talk all the time. Uh, Michael Bennett, I heard him tell the uh, the postgame show, he told Marshawn to get his ass back. Uh, what do you just make of the respect that that team's got for Marshawn Lynch? And is there any part of you at all, Walter, that thinks he may be regretting retiring? I don't know if he regret retiring. I think he made that decision on his own to, 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 to call it quits. But I think he enjoyed that. That kind of shows you the, what type of leader he was in the locker room. And anytime you can go back, and, and visit those guys, and those guys give you a warm welcome. I think that's what you you, you live for and stuff. So for and whenever he comes back, and and and, and it kind of lifts the team up, it lifts the fans up. So yep. that shows you the things that he did on the football field that you always can give him that respect when he ever come back. Yeah, I just wonder if his presence even makes those guys play harder. You know, you know, I mean, uh, just a guy like Thomas Rawls, knowing that there's kind of a a standard that Marshawn Lynch set that he's got to live up to. Do you buy that at all? I don't know if it's that. I think it's more of the, the the professionalism that he put in the game. I think those guys see him every day working, and they understand the toughness of this game. So that's he's one of those guys that you know that 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 put his all into the game. And as fans, we saw that. So, but those players are seeing him day in and day out 
putting the work in so they can respect this guy every time they see this guy because they understand what this guy put into the game. All right, Walter Jones is with us. Uh, A lot of good on Sunday. Obviously, the bad was the broken leg by Earl Thomas. Uh, You tell us, man, what are the Seahawks missing with Earl Thomas now being out for the rest of the season? Uh, you're missing that leader, that guy that can, can can make things happen at any point of the game. You miss that guy. But, you know, this defense is built on the, the next guy coming up, and those guys are, are competing every day too, just like Earl is with me. But you just can't find that type of player back there the way that Earl played the game. So you're going to miss that. But those guys that play behind them are definitely up for the challenge to go out there and, and represent out there and, and do the same thing. So, Hopefully that those guys understand it and they'll go out there and, and play the defense and and, and still co- uh, compete at a very high level. What do you remember about going out to Lambeau Field? Uh, the Hawks are going out there on Sunday. Could be some snow in the forecast at uh, at Green Bay. I remember that game in, in 2003, uh, obviously the overtime game. I remember the game in, uh, what, 2007 when you guys get out to a 14 nothing lead. It starts to snow. The Packers run away with it. What would your advice be for some of the players that have never played at Lambeau? Any, any tips out there for that environment? I was just like, just don't get caught up in the hype. I think it's one of those stadiums that, you know, for the younger guys that haven't got a chance to play in the stadium, I think for the first time you get caught up in all the mystique that goes on in the stadium. But, you know, once you get out on the, the football field, it's still football, and you got to go out there and play your game. So I would tell those guys, don't get caught up in all that that's going on outside of the football field and, yeah. and, and go in there and play football. I think this team is definitely built. To, to go in into tough environments and, and play some good football. So it should be a good game. You know, it's, it's all about playoff positioning now. So it should be a pretty good game on both sides of the ball. How many times you play Alabama when you were at Florida State? You remember? I didn't get a chance to play Alabama when I was there. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> so this game on New Year's Eve, Washington, Alabama, everybody thinks Alabama is going to kick the Huskies' butt on, on New Year's Eve. You tell me, man, you think the Huskies have a shot against the Tide? I think they got a shot, man. I think, you know, watching all the games this, this weekend and just watching, you know, you, all these teams get a month to prepare. Yep. And now you've got two of the top coaches that, you know, if you give them so all this time to prepare, you know, this it should be a good game, man. I You know, I can't say, you know, that Alabama just going to, you know, flat out just win the game. But I'm thinking that Washington, you know, giving them a month to prepare, this team is – has been playing some 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 good football, so it should be a good game, man. I, I can't wait to see it, man, and see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, by the way, the 206 on the text line wants to know what you do for a workout these days. How do you stay in shape? Oh man, stay in shape. Uh, you still that, pushing uh, trucks around, by the way? I'm still not pushing trucks, man. I, <laughs> I try. I try to you get on the elliptical a little bit, and you know, now that I'm done playing football, I don't have to do all the heavy weight. So a lot of <laughs> what you call that body weight lifting, you know, that's basically you know doing your body weight stuff. So that's basically what I do, and you know, and and thanks to uh, uh, Thirty Ten man for helping me out oh. and, and keeping my weight down, man. You're an expert, man. You're 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 an expert uh, promotions person now. I love it. <laughs> hey, Walter, great stuff, man. Love it. We'll talk in a week, buddy. Appreciate it, pal. All right, thanks a lot, guys. You got it. Walter Jones with us every week at 420 on 430 on Tuesdays. We're going to break. Get to your text next. Whatever's on your mind always works for this bad boy. Coming up next to 49451. Get him in now. And then Mike Florio at 520 on 950 KJR. Coming to you live from the Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 950 KJR. This is Textimonials. Hello. 
Take it away, Dave Softy Muller. All right, 4.47. We'll talk some Seahawks at 5 o'clock. Mike Florio, by the way, coming up 5.20 on the radio show. Where the dogman.com guys in tonight? They are at 6.30. So they will bring those knuckleheads in here for a few minutes, get their thoughts on what happened Friday night in Santa Clara. We might also have a fun look back at three years oh, ago. Oh, well, that uh, we should. Three years ago today, Chris Peterson was hired, by the way. So maybe some reaction that we took on the on the show that day. And do you know uh, what else happened three years ago today? Uh, three years ago today was December 6th of 2013. Correct. That's all I know. What else happened three years ago today? Well, a certain baseball player, uh, Texty, likes to n- call. Well, oh, stand by. Here we go. Robinson Cano. Signed three years ago today. Really? Robinson Cano. Okay, so has, has Robinson Cano had the same impact on the Mariners that Chris Peterson's had on the Huskies? Would you say it's similar or no? I'm going to say yeah. no. Although, I'm, let's I'm face gonna it. I'm going to go with no on that one. Robinson Cano could have been absolutely phenomenal. Robinson what? Cano. Cano. Sorry. Cano. May not have even mattered. All right, uh, 49451. Text the morning goes brought to you by our friends at the Gemini Fish Market. For all your fresh seafood needs, check out Gemini. And by the way, speaking of baseball, you see this report out there that Jerry DePoto is going to bring Mark Trumbo back? I think Jim Bowden is on drugs. Well, that doesn't make any sense because, as Greg Johns pointed out, he's traded him twice now, once from the Angels and once from the M's. There's no way that he's He's going to bring him back. And Mark Trumbo is going to need a bit. Look. There's. Wow. Have you? Do you follow freezing cold takes on Twitter? Yes, old I takes do. Exposed. Yes, Very I funny. Do. Yes, I do. I'll, I should tweet this out. No, I don't. I will do something crazy. <laughs> there is no way he brings yeah. him back. Okay. No well, way. Jim Bowden says you're wrong. So we'll see. I'll get you guys into a cage. Stupid. See what happens. Come on, Jim. All right, four nine four five one. What do you got for me? Hey, softy. Yeah. I'm still on cloud nine about the gridiron DAWGS. Yeah. However. Did I hear you're heading over to the kennel for tomorrow? Oh, yes, we are. Enjoy seeing NWG in a real program. Uh, Go Zags. Yeah. yeah. I got to be honest with you, man. I, I love the fact that Northern Quest Resort and Casino is having us out there tomorrow. It's going to be great. It's the same spot we stayed at the night before the Apple Cup. It's I've heard amazing really things Really cool. Food. Well, first of all, the best part about the rooms, the showers. Really? Are awesome. They got the the the, uh, the heads that jet out of the wall. Oh, do they have the, the top down you. too? Maybe you and me will just hang out in the shower for a couple hours. Whoa, whoa, hey. not together. Oh, in Jeez, our own. Okay. dude, come on. Sorry, and just enjoy that. But it's a great <laughs> resort, awesome spot to stay. I'm really not looking forward to the basketball game at it's- all. Tomorrow night. It's too. Why bad. are we doing this? Well, because the, this, is the, this is the first of their renewal of the four game series Great. between the two. Great. Uh, we've been begging for this for years. Oh yeah, right. <clears throat> and now, oh, yeah. well, we have. Oh, I'm gonna watch we've Josh been... Perkins and Nigel Williams, Goss, and Karnowski the... just hang ninety <clears throat> on these guys that's, tomorrow night. That's the part that's sort of too bad. Well, I've never been to the kennel. Looking forward to it. It should be cool. I right? guess just to check out the atmosphere. So yeah, mm. we're going up there tomorrow. Flying out tomorrow morning and back on Thursday morning. So. The old quick in and out to Spokane. All right, what's next? Skarkishin thought the grass was greener elsewhere. Well, now he will have a front row seat to watch the Huskies trounce Alabama. Whoa! Uh. Washington is not a stepping stone to other programs. Other programs are stepping stones to get to Washington. Let me ask you a crazy question. Oh, boy. Because both uh, Steve Sarkeesian and Tosh Lapoy are down there in Tuscaloosa. I forgot about Lapoy. That's right. Is there a small part of Steve Sarkeesian? and maybe even more than a small part of Steve Sarkeesian, that would be okay with Washington winning this game. Oh, absolutely. And you know what I'm getting at here? Because half the starters on that Husky football team were recruited by him. Look, for a guy that wants another job, there's no way he wants to be a consultant forever for Nick Saban. If they go in there and they pull off the upset, 
You're telling me that Steve Sarkeesian is not going to put that on his resume? Recruited half the team that beat Alabama in the national semifinal. It's obviously a, not a perfect parallel, but when John Gruden was coaching against his former team in Oakland, in the and Super he could say, I built that damn team. Right. I'm the right. reason they're good, and right. now I'm beating my team. Yeah. It's yeah. my two teams here. I don't know. Maybe it's ridiculous, but I, I would think just think there's a part of Steve Sarkeesian that – Look, I mean, I don't know how connected he feels to the Alabama program. He's been there for just a couple of months. No. He's a damn consultant, for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. There Higher might be hand. a part of him that when he sees guys like John Ross, for example, that he brought in to the program, yeah. would say, hey, there, there's, a, there's a point of pride for me, and if these guys can knock off Alabama, that's just one more feather in my cap he, to stick on my resume when I go to LSU next year. He is way more emotionally connected to Washington than huh? he is to huh? – I mean, it, I you know. talk about how many times we have to hear it. Guys go to colleges yeah. because of the head coach. Right. There right. are guys that are at Washington because of Steve oh, no Sarkeesian, doubt. No doubt. period, and well, the story. I mean, uh, just look at the names. The, 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 uh, Keyshawn Bieria, LeVon Coleman, Coleman Shelton, Joe Mathis, John Ross, Azeem Victor, <laughs> Kevin King, Eli. Isaac Qualls, Darrell Daniels, Cam Van Winkle, Connor O'Brien, Sean Constantine. I mean, come All on. All a part of Sark's yeah. last class, and he will see them in person on New Year's Eve, unless he's got a new job by then. 4.53. What's next? Now that the Husky football program is on top now, it's time for Jen Cohen to fire Romer yeah. and make this basketball program elite also. Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's, it's not a great start for UW. Hopefully, it's a bad start either. Hopefully a young team will find a way to get it together and do what they did not do in the second half of the year last year, and that's have a good second half of the season. But I think anybody who's got a functioning cranium has got to agree that the clock is not only ticking, Ooh. but it's ticking fast. The clock is running out of batteries. Over at Washington, okay? I mean, I've been a Romar defender for a long time, and... It pains me to say this because I, I respect the hell out of that guy. I think he's a phenomenal man. What he's done for Washington basketball to raise the bar has been outstanding. But what is this now, six years? This would be six years of not making the tournament? I don't know any college coach of a major Division One program who can survive a run like that. What's next? Puck should be banned for being a typical COUG and saying roll yeah. tide. Well, he's, well, I mean, why? He's saying roll tide because they're playing the Huskies. I mean, come on, dude. Uh, the, he's me? banned from what? I mean, that's what he does. I mean, uh, go Gophers. You want me to say that on the air? You know what's funny, though? I don't give a damn. Washington's playing for the national championship. They're in the Final Four. The Cougars want to win the Holiday Bowl? <laughs> go win the damn Holiday Bowl. What do I care? You got bigger fish to fry, pal. Beneath us. God, we're so back to being arrogant again. It didn't take long, Softy. We're arrogant again. We have people texting and saying that the Huskies are going to destroy You know what? You want to win the Holiday Bowl by 70? Beat them by 70. I could not care less. Get it done. So what? What's next? Softy, Paul Feinbaum sent out a tweet implying that even if Alabama were to lose to the Huskies, they would (laughs) still deserve to go to the championship. I saw that. What the F? I saw that. First off, I love it. It was a funny tweet. I think it's hilarious, man. I think it's awesome. I think when media that cover certain regions of the country can get arrogant like that, I, I, I think it just adds to the climate. You know, I mean, look, I mean, media on media hate is fun. <laughs> coach on coach hate is even funner. I'm looking at the media schedule for the Peach Bowl, yeah. and there's like a, a dual coaches conference, I think, on that Thursday before the game. Yeah. How great would it be if Saban and Peterson just started <laughs> taking swings at each other? I mean, come on, dude. Right? 
And it's the one thing, the one thing about Mike Leach that I appreciate is how much other coaches hate the guy's guts. Mike Leach, who okay. voted for the Huskies number two. Number two, poll. right. But I'm talking about Todd Graham can't stand him. Paul Petrino can't sure. stand yep. the guy. A lot of people can stand him, but they're really above it, and that's Chris Peterson, for example. But the fact that Mike Peterson, or uh, Mike Peterson, Mike Leach is willing to mix it up with other coaches and get under other coaches' skin, I like that. All right, what's next? The last four touchdowns against Seahawks, 29 wasn't on the field. Yeah, well, okay. Well, I mean, look, I mean, for anybody out there to say it's not going to be an impact on the defense, you know, I think Hugh's right that they're good enough to overcome it. It just got that much tougher to get back to where you want to go. And I'm telling you, man, I talked about this with Millen. Look at the potential matchups in the playoffs. Eli Manning, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford. You got Aaron Rodgers this Sunday at Lambeau. I'm not concerned about the Cardinals, Rams, or Niners because by the time the Cardinals come here, they'll just be done. They'll mail it in for that game. That's in week 16. But when they get into the postseason and Matt Stafford with that cannon of an arm is staring down the barrel and seeing Steven Terrell out there instead of 29, you tell me then. If you miss Earl Thomas, all right? What's next? Bad news. It's the last one. What did the bald man say when he got a comb for Christmas? I don't know. I'll never part with it. (laughs) I like it. Not bad. That was a good one. Not bad. You know, actually. We can do better, but not bad. It's a quote from Neil. (laughs) It's not. You know what? I'm telling you, man. Are you telling me that Neil couldn't have said, no, I'll part with it? I'm telling you. That is exactly the sort of thing that Neil would say. pushing his buttons. And see what happens. He's bald. Keep I'm not pushing breaking his news butt. to Remember him. Remember Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison when he was putting the lipstick on, crossing off names of guys he wanted to kill from elementary school? Look. Keep pushing that guy's buttons I've and see s- what happens. I've right? said much worse things to Neil, Listen, pointing out a fact that he's aware of. When you he doesn't walk, have hair. When, when your wife picks you up tonight outside the studio like she always does in the red car, just be sure and look over your shoulder because he's going to be standing there one night. All right? 457. Neil Scott with a phenomenal headlines update coming up next on 950 KJR. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.